powerful is the Cox Network. So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, the People's Bishop and Pastor of Harvest Church. We exist to lead people to totally love God, love people, and love life as one church in global locations. Find out more on our website at www.harvestchurch.church or get our app by texting the word HARVEST to the number 877-552-4746. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Now, here's today's life-giving message. Bless because the life-giving message I am about to hear will change what I do. In Jesus' name, amen. So, Father, speak to us now. We're open and we're ready to receive. God, we need a move of God today. Many need to be filled for the first time. And, God, many need a refill. Life has drained them. Life has taken from them. And we need a refill of your spirit. It is the day of Pentecost, which means this is the day the Holy Spirit Feel those that were in the upper room and you empowered them. And today, God, we pray that as we get ready to move through this message, you would fill us and empower us. Open your mouth. Say, I am empowered. I God, you give us power to move in what you ordained, power to survive, power to deal with crazy situations. You have empowered us today. And so for those that need to be filled for the first time, God, we invite you in. And for those that need a refill, we ask that you would do it today. We will leave this experience in this building and online totally filled with your spirit. In Jesus' name, I need you to open your mouth and just release a praise right there for the filling of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. So let's go to work. Let's go to work. Let's get into it. So today's message um, in our series, Reality TV, we've been using reality TV shows to teach biblical principles. And has this series been blessing anybody so far? What's been your favorite? Was American Idols your favorite? Let me tell you my favorite. Survivor has been my favorite. Shark Tank, was that your favorite? Was Shark Tank, all right. True Life, Real Jesus, was that your favorite? Botched, was that your favorite? All right, listen, today, somebody say, today's is Catfish. Now, now listen, if you're unfamiliar with that show Catfish, um, the, the Catfish is based off of the term Catfish, which refers to somebody creating fake social profiles on social media sites, usually to trick someone into loving them. Watch me. They will pretend to be something that they're not to get you to do something that you wouldn't do if you knew the real them. Oh, my. The show investigates if the virtual relationship 
is legit or not. So literally to show catfish, if you've never seen them, they literally do this investigation where they will begin to try to track down the real person. Here's why. Because many people in today's society have created virtual realities that do not line up with reality. They've created virtual personas that do not match who they really are, which is why, watch me, a person can have a social media persona, but then when you meet them, you can say, you're nothing like what I thought you were like online. Why? Because we have learned how to create a virtual reality outside of reality, and many people even do it in relationships. And let me say this, I need you to be careful, especially those of you uh, who are dating online. Can I just help you? You need to make sure that who you think you're talking to is who you're talking to. It got real quiet in the church right there. I don't know why it's that quiet. Watch me. For those of you who are even dating people uh, that you have interacted with physically, you need to make sure that you're not getting catfished. What do you mean, Bishop? I met them. No, you met their representation. You haven't met the real them because you haven't let enough time pass to see who they really are. So I want to give you two points from today's message. You ready? Can I give you these two points? You ready for this? I need you not to catfish God. Take that out of his mouth. Now listen, for those of you who are like, it's about to stink in here. We cleaned it up real good. We put some cologne on it. <laughs> Washed it off with soap and water. Listen, I said, the mo I said so listen, so everybody knows the cue. If I say uh, it's real fishy, that's their cue to take it out of here because it started stinking, all right? Uh, all right, this is a catfish. Now, let me tell you something. When I was growing up, in the South, this is what we fish for. How many of y'all like to eat catfish? Listen, we ought to chop it up and fillet it after church and have a fish fry. <laughs> All we need is some hot sauce and Wonder Bread, and it'll be on and popping. All right, all, right, all right, so check this out. So this was the only type of fish um, that, uh, that uh, the predominant type of fish that you would fish for in the South. Um, and I remember going fishing as a kid in the South, and we would go fishing, and what disgusted me was the type of water that the fish came from. Watch me. You can only be what you come from. And some of y'all, watch me, you, watch me, your challenge of trying to live godly is that you keep be being around and interacting with ungodly people. Your challenge to walking in what God has ordained is that you're iron, but you surround yourself with aluminum. Your challenge is that you come from water that's dirty and messed up and jacked up, and you are trying to live a different experience. And for some of you, I need you to hear me. God is going to begin to change your environment because he needs you to match where you're headed, not where you've been. I need you to get used to some new people. I need you to get used to people, watch me, that aren't projects. Because many of you, you are attracted to people as friends and business partners that are projects. But in your next 12, God's going to bring some people, watch me, that add to you. I need you to open your mouth and say, they're going to add to me. 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 I, I need you to act like in your next trail. You're not going to be surrounded by catfish, but you're going to be around some sharks. What you talking about? What does that mean? That when we get together, baby, we are aggressive together. We are going after our goals. We are going after God. We are going after building something bigger than ourselves. You spend enough time around catfish, baby. God needs you around some sharks. So here's the first point. Here's the first point. Here's the first point. Here's the first point. And I, I guess they call it a catfish. Go close. I think they call it a catfish because of the whiskers. And I remember when I saw the whiskers. Go super tight. Y'all see the whiskers? This is what you eat. 
And if they don't fillet it right, it's still got that slime on it on the bottom. This is why you got to watch where you get your fish from. Because it ain't right if it got that slime on the bottom. I'm going to need a clean catfish cut. Listen. All right, so two points. Somebody say two points. And right, we're going to move quickly because we need time for the Holy Ghost to move. All right? So I'm getting to the meat fast so that we can get to the move of the Spirit quickly. Here it is. Number one. Y'all ready for this? Don't catfish God. Now, remember what catfish means. It means you create fake profiles to trick somebody. Look at John 4 and 24. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Wow. Check this out. Check this out. Spirit, uh, worship in spirit means this. From the inside out with every area of my life. Question, if you're saved, watch me, are you catfishing God? Because the truth is, is you are only saved from the outside in, not from the inside out. You only do things to look a certain way in front of certain people, but that's not who you really are. It's quiet in here. I, I need you to open up your mouth, please, and make this declaration and say, I'm saved from the inside out. I See, my worship comes from the inside out. The reason it's easy for me to do this in front of you is because this is coming from inside of me. The reason I can shout in front of you is because this is coming from inside of me. The reason I'm not worried about what the person next to me thinks, what they do, what they don't do, if they clap, if they don't clap, is because this isn't from the outside in. This is from the inside out. He's been just that good to me. And so when I come in the church, baby, I come ready. Why? I owe him praise. When I log in online, I come ready to praise. Why? I owe him to him. This is coming from the inside out, not from the outside in. But watch the next part of the meeting. It means with every area of my life. Question, question 915. Do you worship from, watch me, every area of your life? Or is worship just a so slong to you? A so slong to you? Uh, a slow song to you is it just is it just when they do that second song where they say come on lift your hands and that's worship because worship means watch me it's about who he is praise is about what he's done what he will do what he can do worship says this is just because of who he is question is your worship legit or is it catfish worship it is only worship on your profile, but in the car, we don't ever hear you say, thank you, Jesus. In the car, we don't ever hear you say, praise the Lord. Just for those of us in the building and online that don't care what anybody else thinks about our worship, can I just get you to take 10 seconds right now just to let the Lord know you ain't no catfish. Go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, but I'm not worried about nobody else. This is for God. I didn't come to be worshipped, I came to worship. I didn't come to be seen, I came to see God. Hallelujah. Somebody shout, I'm not a catfish. You can have a seat, watch, 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 watch. From every area of my life. So question, do you worship him with your work? Do you do sloppy because you don't like your boss? Now realizing it's not about your boss, my work is part of my worship. What? Do you worship with your children, realizing even though they didn't tick you off, watch me, the way I raise them is indicative of my worship for him, which means even though I want to snap, crackle, pop, cuss them up seven ways from Sunday, I realize that I've been given the response, and you might need to do that sometime, let me just tell you the truth, but after I get them together, I realize that I've been trusted with them to raise them, and this is part of my worship. Do you worship as a spouse? 
Or do you say he don't deserve this, so he could whatever. She don't deserve this, so whatever. Now realizing every area of my life, it should be done to glorify God. Do I worship with every area of my life? Because if we don't, I'm here to tell you, those are areas where you got a fake profile. Those are areas where you got us thinking you a dime piece when you really a penny. Listen. Uh, I forgot. This ain't 1115. Um, uh, uh, watch me. Watch me. Say every area of my life. Are you ready? Do you worship him with your body? It got qu- See how quiet it got? Because church folk were like, Bishop, listen, you just told me what I'm going to eat after church. Some catfish. God just spoke it. Let the earth be silent. Now listen, do you worship him with your body? In other words, what does that mean? That I treat my body, watch me, in such a way that it honors God. That it worships the Lord. Now that's deep, right? Because for most of us, we think this is our body. It's my body, yaddy, yaddy, yaddy. And God says, no, it's my body, yaddy, yaddy, yaddy. Because I paid for it. And so whatever you do with it, make sure that it worships me. Which means I need you to be fit in your next 12. Come on. I need your health to be so, I need your physical to be so good in the next 12 months. The doctor say you're 55, but you got the body of a 20. Open up your mouth, please, and say, God, everything I have is yours. From the inside out with every area of my life, which means everything I do, watch me, there'll be a signature that I did it, and that signature will be that it glorifies God. People will look at how you do anything. They'll look inside of your car and say, why is your car so clean? Because I worship the Lord with this. Why is your house so clean? I worship the Lord with this. I know church folk ain't going to shout off of this. That's okay, though. I'm all, but, but I bet you ain't going to be no catfish after today. And how you interact with people. But does it glorify God? Does it worship the Lord? Does it show his worth and value? Or does it make people say, are you a catfish? You ever met somebody and you thought they were one thing and then the more you learned about them, you were like, you a whole catfish. Okay, let me go here. You met, watch me, you met them and you met them and they started talking Christian talk to you. Until you started seeing how they acted and you were like, sir, ma'am, you the furthest thing. I ain't judging, but God, dog, at least I ain't fronting like that. Some of you get hoodwinked and bamboozled by people because when they meet you, watch me, you meet their profile. When you meet them, you meet their profile, not the real them. But I pray that your discernment would be on a whole nother level in your next 12. So you'd be able to smell a catfish from a mile away. You'd be able to say, no, you ain't what you really say that you are. And I'm not judging you. I just don't have time for fake and phony people that aren't. Mm. Right, look at this. In spirit and in truth. Put the scripture up. And in truth. Here's what truth means. Truth means, watch this. This is is where it's going to get interesting. God says, God is a what? Spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in what? Spirit and truth. Pay attention to the meaning of truth. Because if you grew up in church, you learned how to worship as a catfish. What do you mean by that? You learn how to fake it until you make it. You learn, watch me, you learn how to not be real in his presence because you were trying to impress other sinners that had issues. 
Look at what the definition means. Sincerity. Uh-oh. God says, I want your worship to be sincere. Because if it's not sincere, it's a catfish. In other words, I don't just want you to do it. Watch me. Just because you looked at somebody else and like, well, you ain't going to outshout me. I want it to be sincere. How do you know it's sincere? It's because you don't care what anybody around you thinks. How do you, watch me, a real never adjusts to a fake. I've never seen a, watch me, I've never seen a genuine a luxury brand ever adjust to a fake luxury brand. And I need you to open your mouth and say, I'm the real thing. I, I am the real thing. I, I am not a fake. I am not a phone. My worship is sincere. That just means it's coming from a genuine place. Like, this is real. This isn't a game for me. This isn't because I want you to go home and say, ooh, so-and-so be praising the Lord. Okay, let's check the room. Let's check online. Anybody ever grew up in church? And when you grew up in church, you'd see those individuals in church. Okay, can I tell you a story? I mean, one time. I remember one time, it was a move of God. It was a summer where, I mean, every church, I mean, every experience was a move of God. I mean, we couldn't get through church without being there. I mean, it was a genuine move of God. Nobody would leave. I mean, we'd lay hands. Everybody be out. I mean, everybody be out. It started, interestingly enough, you want to know? It started the Sunday. We got a call on a Friday. We got a call on a Friday saying uh, the, the principal does not want a church in their school. You have got to exit this is going to be your last Sunday. And when they thought they were shutting us down, what they didn't realize is they were starting a move of God. Because it started that Easter Sunday, our last Sunday there, and we had to figure it out. And, I, and God worked a miracle where God opened the door for us to be able to go into what our last location was. And then that Sunday morning, it was a move of God. I mean, listen, we were in a gymnasium, and I was moving so fast around the gymnasium. People, there were no catchers. There was, listen, the catchers was on the floor. And there would be people who would say, I'm not falling. But the Holy Ghost would come, and the Holy Ghost would snatch him up real God. I mean, all you heard that Sunday, and it continued all throughout that summer. I need some of you to give God glory. Why? Because what was supposed to shut you down is about to release his spirit. What was supposed to shut you up is about to release his spirit. So during that summer, during that summer, during that summer, there was a gentleman. It was a gentleman, and this gentleman, this gentleman, we were praying, I was laying hands, and this gentleman, and, 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 and he, he acted as if he was slain in the spirit. Uh, all right, what does it mean to be slain in the spirit? Let me give you a simple definition. There's a Hebrew word for it, Nepal, which simply means this. It means, here's the best way to think of it, is that when hands are laid, sometimes God has to take you out for surgery. So some surgeries he can do when you're conscious. There's some things that he, you, he watch me, he has, to, he has to take you out so that he can do the surgery internally. So for those of you that have ever said, why didn't people be falling? Why did they get pushed? They didn't get pushed. It, it, it wasn't like that. It is because the Lord says, what I need to do in them, they can't be conscious for. And I, watch me, and I need to do it, watch me. I need to take them out in order to do it. Whenever there are certain types of procedures you're having done, they have to give you anesthesia, and that anesthesia has to put you to sleep for a moment so that whatever they're doing when you wake up is fixed. Right? So that's what being slain in the spirit. When you see people fall, that type of thing. And in the last year and a half, we ain't seen it, but oh my God. Open your mouth, say there's going to be a move of God this summer. I I, I need you to act like the world is opening back up and you just survived the worst year in the last hundred years of human history. We're about to see more people come to Jesus than we've ever seen before. We're about to see more lives change than we've ever seen before. And you are about to experience God like you have not experienced him before. Open your mouth and shout, yes, Lord. All right, all right. So watch. 
So, so this gentleman, so this guy, um, he acts as if he's slain in the spirit. And here's the problem. Say catfish. So here's the problem. It, when it's legit, like, you don't have no control over it. Like, when it's legit, you don't, you know, break it down like you do in the Matrix or something. That's why it's so difficult for you to interact with certain people is because they're catfish. So everything is difficult because they're trying to control the movement. All right, listen. So, 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 so he was supposed to be one of the catchers. And so he's down on the ground. And then as I turned my head, I was praying for somebody else. He's going to do this. I said, yeah, um, uh, hey. Chris was the name. Listen, whatever. I got the mic. I said, <coughs> I said, did you just open your, did you just check to see if people thought you were spiritual? Did you just check to see if people thought that you that this was a, le- a legitimate move? And here's what happens for some Christians is you are so worried about what people think about you. They don't have a blessing to give you. They don't have a heaven for you. They don't have a hell for you, which means, watch me, I am, my worship is so sincere, I'll do it anywhere. True story, I can be anywhere and will break out in tongues in a minute. I could be watching a movie, watch me in a movie theater, and then I see something that quickens me. Hey, God, you better speak. I can be driving down the road and lift my hands and give God praise. I can be doing my jog and all of a sudden bust him to a praise. Why? I ain't stunning, y'all. The God that I serve has been good to me, and my worship is sincere. I need you to learn how to praise him in the board meeting. And people will say, what are you over there doing? Oh, I'm just having a little private moment. Y'all go on and carry on, carry on. Let me put my Zoom on my picture while I praise. Look at the next definition. Most worship in spirit and in truth. Look at this, reality. Reality, it means the opposite of illusion. Uh, says, it means don't mock it. Be careful when you're having fun, that you're not mocking somebody's praise and worship. Because God says, when you begin to mock, God says, you're not worshiping me in spirit and truth. You're a catfish. Watch me. Look at the next verse, definition. Play with it. They that worship must worship in spirit and not play with it. In other words, God says, if you're going to do it, do it. But don't play with it. Watch me. Go all in, but don't play with it. God deserves more than this. He said, watch me. Act ridiculously wild and crazy for him. Why? Don't play with it. Open your mouth. Say, don't play with it. Look at this last definition. It means that it looks different than what it really is. So question, is your worship to manipulate him? Is your worship designed to manipulate him? Because watch me, I need a breakthrough, so I'm going to shout loud today. But God, if you bless me, I ain't going to be able to do all of that. I'm too sophisticated for that. I'm too educated for that. Uh, I have to, uh, my income is too high to do all of that. That's for everyone else. And God says, if I gave it to you, once you get it, if you withhold what, watch me, your radical worship is what got it for you in the first place. And if you begin to withhold it, you're going to end up messing yourself up. 
I need you to open up your mouth, please, and say, I, this is real for me. It's, so don't catfish God, which means I don't just do it in church. It's a lifestyle. Every day, all day, this is what I do. So that way, when people see you outside of church, they, they don't feel like they were catfished by the you they saw in church. Because you the same here, you the same out there, you the same on your job. Matter of fact, the people on your job know to come to you when they need a breakthrough. Who am I talking to? Well, they talked about how radical you were until they needed to get healed. They talked about how radical you were until they needed a financial breakthrough. And then they begin to ask you questions. Well, how are you getting this done? How are you seeing God do things in your life? Baby, that's because they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And my worship is legit. My worship is real. I'm not doing this for you. I'm not doing this to be seen. I'm, I'm not doing this because people are watching or paying attention. I, I'm not doing it for that reason. Watch me. If you ever pay attention and look at me, I could care less what anybody thinks about what I'm over here doing, how I'm shouting, how I'm jumping, how I'm praising. Since we have a multiracial church, sometimes I'll be on the beat and sometimes I'll be on the other beat. That's so everybody feels included. Listen, I can count. I know beats. Just I want to make everybody feel comfortable. So sometimes I'm on the one and the three. Sometimes on the two and the four. I do that for all of them. Everybody feels included. Somebody say, don't catfish God. Get a close-up of the fish again. Get a close-up of the fish again. Come on, get a close-up. Go. Look at him. Look at him. Just sitting there. Just sitting there. Ain't moved since we've been here. Just, just sitting there. All right, all right here's, 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 here's the second piece of this. Because the question becomes, how do we worship him in spirit? Like legit. Like, I want to demystify spirituality for you. Have you ever been listening to somebody talk, and the way they talk about spirituality just has you thinking you're so non-spiritual? Because they'll say stuff like, you know, and uh, and the Holy Ghost came, and, the, and then the window opened, and then I saw an angel's wings, and then I saw Della Reese touched by an angel, and I just, I well, I saw it too, but it was Hall of Nights. I didn't see it. I want to demystify how to be spiritual. Because for many people, it, it, it can be one, a very complicated issue. So let's go here. Because in order not to catfish God, you're going to have to worship in what? Spirit. Say it with me. Say it with me. So there's three experiences that a Christian can have. And I want you to pay close attention. Number one, the first spiritual experience is the decision to become a Christian. This is called salvation, being born again, and being sealed by the Holy Spirit. So what happens when you give your life to the Lord? First of all, you don't pick him. He picks you. The, spirit, the Bible says no man comes to the Lord except the Spirit draw him. So I know you think that you chose to be here. But the reality is he drew you here. Come on. He drew you unto himself. All right? And, and watch me. And then once he draws you, then he seals you. Look at Ephesians 1.13 on the screen. New American Standard says, 
in him, you also, after listening to the message of truth. So this is why you have to hear the gospel. This is why you have to hear a message. This is why I always say share. Matter of fact, if you're watching online now, I need you to share. Even if you're in the building, you got a Facebook page or a YouTube page, you can just pull your phone out right, right quick and hit share. Why? Somebody needs to hear the message of truth because they cannot decide if they have not heard. Somebody say, I share the gospel. I share. He says, after hearing the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise. And that's what we're going to do today at the 1115 is what demonstrates that is something called water baptism. Say water baptism. This comes from a Hebrew word. That's the language of our Old Testament, mikvah. It's on the screen. Mikvah literally means living water cleanses you externally. Externally. Like, we wash the fish off externally. Ooh, but we didn't mess with the insides. Got it? So when you get saved, here's what happens. You'll have this great moment. You're like, I gave my life to Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Watch me. Nothing changes inside. Because that's only the first spiritual experience. And if you stop at salvation, watch me, all you are is a clean catfish on the outside. But you can't actually be used because you haven't been filleted. You got me? Right? Living water cleanses externally. Right? Right? Then there's the second spiritual experience. Say number two. Come on, y'all talk to me. Say number two. This is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. This means to be spirit-filled, right? To be spirit-filled. And many of you say, oh, Bishop, I got the Holy Ghost uh, in July 19, uh, 1984. Listen, being spirit-filled is not an event. It's a lifestyle. Salvation has a date attached to it because it's an event. But being spirit-filled, being spirit-filled, that is a lifestyle. See, filled implies perpetual filling. Matter of fact, look at this, John 14 and 17. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him. So you can't even get filled with the Spirit unless you're first a Christian because the, the world cannot receive him. Y'all still with me? Because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. So this is why you can go to the grocery store and you be having a whole moment and people around you be like, what is going on with you? Why? They won't recognize him because they're not even looking for him and you are in a natural world, but you're having a spiritual experience. Why? He lives with you and now and later will be in you. Say spirit feel. Now this is the same Hebrew word mikvah. But watch the difference. It means living water is cleaning you from the inside out. So in other words, the reason I can worship him in spirit and truth is because I'm not a catfish. I'm not just saved by him. I'm filled with him. I'll back it up so you get it because some of you are like, Bishop, I know this. No, 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 I'm going to help you, though. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. You're not just saved by him. You are filled with him for him. So what happens is you begin to change from the inside out. So what happens is the word you hear, he'll bring it back to your remembrance. All right? Uh, all right. I've taught on the Holy Spirit in depth before. We won't go too in depth in today's message, but I just got to get us to this experience. But check this out. What happens, what happens, what happens, what happens is that you now begin to change from the inside out. So all of a sudden, watch me, stuff that you used to like to do. 
because he's gutting you from the inside out. You're like, I don't want to do that no more. People you used to want to be around because catfish hang out with other catfish. But when he starts cleaning you from the inside out, catfish get eaten by sharks. So what happens? All of a sudden now, you begin to have a different appetite for the type of people you want to be around. You can't even be around regular low-thinking people anymore because you're like, wait a minute. There's something from the inside that's changing me from the inside out. Let me go old school for my old school folks. Something got a hold of me. And it won't leave me alone. I'm changing from the inside out. And watch me. That is a process. It doesn't happen overnight. It's a process. And I need for you, watch me, to realize God wants to take you from being a catfish into a whole new type of fish. Matter of fact, take you from being a catfish to watch me to where you become a fisher of men. In other words, when I got filled with his spirit, I wanted other people to experience the same thing I experienced. When I got joy, I wanted other people to get that joy. When I got deliverance, I want other people to get that deliverance. The reason we're so passionate about reaching unchurched and church, why? The spirit compels us to not just be a fish, but go fishing. Open your mouth, please, and say, I'm going fishing. I'm. It cleanses you from the inside out. And how does this happen? You ready for this? All right, look at this. Look at this. Luke 11 and 13. How do you get filled with the Spirit? The Bible says, how much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who what? Ask him. All right, check this out. Everybody's hands up in the building, online. Whether you've ever been Spirit-filled, or I'm going to get to this third experience that you need, but I want everybody to do this with me. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, I confess with my mouth, I believe in my heart that you are God. Thank you, sir for your sacrifice for me. If this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Thank you that that's the first experience, but there's more. I need to be cleansed from the inside out. I ask that you fill me with your Holy Spirit wherever I am at in the world. Fill me now. In Jesus' name, I need you to rejoice. 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 Holy Ghost, I need you to do what you do when you do what you do in this building and online. Feel your people. Feel your people. Feel your people. Feel your people. Say yes, Lord. Say yes, Lord. Don't watch, don't watch, don't watch. I want to move, I want to move. We're going to have a move of God in a minute. Y'all ready? So what happens after I get filled? Now somebody said, Bishop, I didn't feel nothing. Listen, you didn't feel nothing when you got saved. See, God is a spirit, not a feeling. See, I'm teaching you the spiritual experience because it's not necessarily something you're going to feel. When you asked him, just like you asked to become a Christian, when you asked him to fill you, the Bible declares it's done. Now, there are spiritual gifts. We don't have time to get into that today. But watch me. But when you ask, somebody say, he responds. Here's where I want to get to. Because for many of you, you've had that experience before. Here's been the challenge. The challenge has been that you need the third experience. You need a refill. All right. Being spirit-filled, what did I say? It's not an event, it's a lifestyle. Say lifestyle. Here's the challenge. Here's the challenge. For some of you, especially if you've walked with the Lord for a while, you were spirit-filled maybe as a teenager. Watch me, and you were good. 
and you were good, and you were good, and then life started happening. Stuff started happening. And then all of a sudden now, that same passion you had to worship him in spirit and truth, all of a sudden, well, I'm going to see if I can make it. All of a sudden, well, I'm going to see if I'm going to be able to do it. In other words, what happens? You began to you began to pour out. Give me my water. You begin to pour out. You begin to pour out. You begin to pour out. Check this out. Uh, check this out. Gentlemen, give me two men to move the top off this baptism. And I just need you men to move like Speedy and the Gonzalez. I just good. They got good chemicals in here for Corona. Everything is good. You can smell it. Y'all smell that smell clean, don't it? <laughs> smell. I mean, we bring me some swimming trunks. I'm about to go swimming for the Lord. All right. Watch me. Here's the deal. Say spirit fill. So salvation is he cleans the outside of the cup. All right. So you start, you know, walking different, talking different. I'm a Christian now. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All right. All right. Good. But then he says, I want to fill you. And the Bible says it's living water. Say living water. Living water means it's a flow. Which means it doesn't stay stagnant. But here's what happens. As you go through life. Not as filled as you were before. All right? You go through a disappointment. You use some of your spirituality on that. See, you're such a survivor, you're used to running on fumes. But in your next 12, you can't live off of fumes. <laughs> Open your mouth, please, and say, Lord, I need a refill. So you go through a bad breakup. Because you put all of you into that. You get fired. And now all you have is a little bit left. All you have is a little bit left. All you have is a little bit left. And then, watch me, the enemy comes in. And then here you are going through the motions but it's not spirit and truth that's why it's so difficult to get a breakthrough and it takes 15 minutes to get the atmosphere right that's why when you're at home and you're trying to create the same experience you have online or in the building it takes you so long because all of a sudden you've poured, 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 poured and now you're empty now, close up, please. You are empty. Oh, let me turn the brand. Because they ain't paying to be on the stream. Listen. You're saved. You got some remnants left. But when we come to you, all we get is dry. Your attitude sucks. It takes forever for you to pray. If you remember. Now you're fighting with folk. Now your house is full of hell. Because you thought you could be married in this day and time without the spirit. You ain't gonna last long unless God's helping. You thought you could raise these children without the Holy Ghost. You thought you could do your assignment without the Holy Ghost. God says, you're empty. 
empty. And so now, every time God comes to make a withdrawal, there's nothing for him to give. Because you need a refill. Question, who goes and has a meal, and when you have a meal, you only have one beverage? For most of us, as we eat, thank you, for most of us, as we eat, not only do we need one, In fact, you don't even want to have to tell who's serving you. I need a refill. Didn't you see I was on empty? Say, I need a refill. This is why your thoughts run loose. Because there's no spirit to shut down your carnality. Mm. This is why your faith feels so difficult. It's like your faith is struggling. It's five miles to empty. Why? Because there's no spirit. The Bible says that the spirit and the flesh, they're at war with one another. They're at enmity. They hate one another. So your spirit's trying to get you to do it God's way, but your flesh is trying to get you to do it your way. And what happens is when you are low on your field, then your flesh gets what it wants. So your disciplines go out of the world. You throw them out. It's no big deal. It's just one Sunday. It's just, it's just one thing that I did not do. It's quiet at this 915. It's just one thing that I did not do. And God says, watch me, Ephesians 518, look what he says. Stop getting drunk. This is what he's talking about. Literal drunk. <laughs> There's no Greek word here. Come on, overflow. Ain't no drink word, uh, <laughs> Greek word here. Which leads to wild living. But keep on being filled with the Spirit. Let's break the verse down. Y'all ready? Stop getting drunk with wine. Listen to this. He says, you want joy. You want an escape. You want a way through and you want a way out. But the way you're trying to get it isn't going to work. And some of you say, Bishop, oh, no, I don't drink wine. No, you drink gossip. No, no, you, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. You don't drink wine, no, you drink gossip. No, you don't drink wine, y'all ready? You drink porn. Okay, no, you don't drink wine. It's quiet, it's quiet. No judgment, no judgment. I'm just trying to get you to switch bottles. No judgment, I'm just trying to get you to switch bottles. I'm not beating this up, I'm not beating this down. I just need you to switch bottles. Lay your hands on yourself and say, switch bottles, switch bottles. I came to serve up some spirit today, and it's the Holy Ghost. Now, you, you, you don't do that. Watch me, you drink low self-esteem. You're self-deprecating in your thoughts. You sit there and think about how bad it is, how bad your life is, how bad stuff is. You get drunk off of that. Watch me. You get drunk off of eating. Come on. You're an emotional eater. You eat to feel better, not to live. Or watch me. Or you don't eat. And people think you're fit. With, 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 with only 200 calories a day intake, you... What have you been getting drunk with? It's quiet in here. Have you been getting drunk, watch me, with negativity? Like you don't want to see no good stories on, on social media. You look for the ratchet stuff. You don't want to go to his room. You go to the shade room. Listen, I... You don't want to hear nothing good nobody is doing. You want to hear all of the mess that people are doing. But I need somebody to open your mouth in this building and online say, but I'm about to take another drink.
Say, of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond the right way after you say something like that. Say, I'm about to get drunk, but not with natural stuff, with spiritual stuff. Watch me, if you've ever seen a drunk, they don't act like their normal selves. If you've ever seen a drunk, they don't act how they normally act. If you've ever seen a drunk, they'll stumble around and won't behave like they normally behave. If you've ever seen a drunk, their whole attitude will shift. God says, I need you to get drunk off of the spirit. Look at the verse. Look at the verse. It says, which leads to wild living. He says, so check your life to see what liquor you own. Check your demonstration to see what you're drunk with. He says, why, why would people get drunk with wine? Because you want joy. Wine in the scripture represents joy. You often see that, that, that wine was something that was used to represent joy. So this is not judgment on, on anybody. But, but, but check this out. He's saying, but you're using it to escape. When I need you to get spiritual to escape. So people say, why are you that radical in your worship? I needed an escape. Baby, I needed to take a trip, and I didn't have time to hop on a plane. So I went up in the spirit. This is why in church, sometimes you'll hear me say, I'm about to go up in the spirit. What am I saying? Baby, I need a, I need a drink. Baby, I need a, lay your hands on yourself. So you need a drink of the spirit. I, I, I just, I needed, to, I needed to take the edge off. And so while you may have a wine cooler, I went to the thing that cools. <laughs> Check it out. Like, you go to stuff to cope with life. And God says, I need for you to get drunk off of me. Because you're just trying to cope with life. And here's the danger. Here's the danger. Because you're a survivor, you have learned how to cope well. But can I say something? But be careful that you don't learn how to cope without him. Because that will have you on a bunch of pills trying to go to sleep. Ooh. But I speak to everybody under the sound of my voice that you will not need medication in order to live. I pray that God would be both your healer and he would keep you in health from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Say he's my healer and he keeps me in health. Say it again, 915, he's my healer. And he keeps me in hell. So, so check this out. He says, you want joy. You want an escape. You want a way through and a way out. Can we just have interactive church for a moment? Online, you type. Type some of the ways you've coped. And don't give me no church answers. So we everybody about to say, I'll read the word. That's good. I want to hear that, though. I want to hear some of the other ways that we've coped. And let's be honest. When you're real, you can heal. 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 And I need you to, watch me, I need your next 12 to be your healed 12. I need your next 12 months of life to not even match your previous 12. I need you to look at yourself over the next year and say, my God, you've changed. It's one thing for people to see your change. But I speak to you, you're about to see your change. You're about to see fruit. You're about to see growth. You're about to see productivity. Please make this declaration and say, I'm changing from the inside out. Okay, 915, what are some of the ways we've coped? Talk. Anger. Fighting. Yoga. That's a, that's not, that ain't good. Let me tell you something about this. Hold on. Let me tell you something about this yoga. Hold on. Wait a minute. I thought yoga was going to be easy. 
So one Sunday a few years ago, I had the P90X DVD set, and I was like, I'm going to do this little yoga video because this ain't going to be nothing. All they're doing is stretching and all this here and Swan Lake and all that. By Warrior One. Listen, and then by the time I got to Cobra, I was sweating like a cobra. Do you hear me? Then they said, downward dog. I said, I ain't going to be able to do it. I just, <laughs> all right, okay, what else, what else? Sleeping, oh my God. You take more naps than a baby. And then complain that you haven't produced anything. You got to be woke in order to make progress. I pray your strength be so strong over the next 12 months, you get more done in your days than you've ever done before. I rebuke lethargy. I rebuke you being tired. The Bible says that he will renew your strength like an eagle. An eagle goes, takes a dive in order to rise. And I pray every dive you take, it's going to cause you to rise afterward. What else? Y'all talk to me. Cooking. Sex. Sexual intercourse. Come on, tell the truth. Now, come on, get to the juicy stuff, y'all. Having Pop-Tarts. Now, get to the juicy stuff. You was popping it. Listen, all right. Talk. Smoking. <laughs> Some of y'all talking through these masks. It sounds like you're speaking in tongues. <laughs> Smoking weed. Sipping on gin and juice. Cussing. Leave cussing alone, though. No. Y'all don't come for cussing. <laughs> cussing that kept some people from getting cut. Listen, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just, I'm joking. I'm joking. We use all of these different methods. Stay with me. We use all of these different methods to cope. Look at the scripture. You, you, you do all of this stuff because you want joy. You want to be like coming to America when Prince Hakeem is sitting in, in, in the crowd and he's not used to a church crowd and Arsenio Hall is playing the preacher and he's saying, I got joy. And then Hakeem, he's looking around and he's smiling and he says, yes, yes, yes. And then after everybody's done, because he don't care about nobody else, because watch me, because his worship is not a catfish worship. When everybody else is sitting down, he stands up and says, I am very happy to be here. Who in the building, who online is very happy to So excuse me because I didn't shout when you shouted, but my shout wasn't for you. I'm very happy to be here. He says, he says, you want an escape. He says, I need you to make the spirit your escape. You want a way through and a way out. And I need you to make the spirit the way that you do that. So check this out. When your spirit filled, it is living water. Watch me, that cleanse, uh, excuse me, when you're refilled, it is like living water that cleanses you like a dishwasher. Not somebody said that's a good, a good clean dishwasher with the jet dry on the inside. Listen, you got to put that little, that little jet dry in there, I tell you. Now, now everybody watch me, everybody watch me, everybody watch me. So, so experience one, wash from the inside, or excuse me, outside, that's it, that's it. It hasn't touched your inside. This is why you can get saved and fall away. Because the only thing that changed was how you identify, not how you are identified. Second experience, he fills you with his spirit, but life drains you. Stuff drains you. Like, I don't know how people make it without God. I'm like, who do you run to? And then the third experience means I need to continually be cleaned. 
Because watch me. Because I'll go through some stuff, and then here's what to do. I'm done. And then the Holy Ghost will wash you, and you'll be like, I'm good. You'll be like, I'm going to let them have it. The Holy Ghost will wash you, and you'll be like, I'm praying. You had a whole email full of cussing you was about to sin. But the Holy Ghost will snatch you back. I said last night that one of the things about being empowered by the Spirit is that it's not just what you do, but part of being empowered is what you do not do. Someone don't catfish God. But to be spiritual, you got to have these three experiences. Everybody, everybody in the building, everybody online, just lift your hands. Make this declaration. I'm almost done. Say, Father, if you filled me before, thank you. But I need a refill. Every day, all day. That's my daily prayer. Refill. I need another drink. I need another drink to keep me focused. To keep me focused. To keep me spiritual. To keep me from giving up. To keep me from acting crazy. I need a refill. In Jesus' name. I need you to rejoice right there, 915. And in a moment, we're about to walk it out. We're about to walk it out. You're about to walk it out. You're going to be filled on Monday, filled on Tuesday, filled on Wednesday, filled on Thursday, filled on Friday, filled on Saturday. Every day, shut, I need a refill. So watch me. So look at this last thing. This last thing. Here's the last point I need to give you. Watch me. So, so don't catfish God. And here's the second point. Here's the second point. I need, I need you to go fishing for God. I need you to go fishing for God. Watch me. And let me say this. Let me say this to those of you who've been saved for a while. Listen, this is how you came out the water. Show the fish. This is how you came out the water. So if this is how you came out the water, stop expecting people who just came out the water. Some of y'all, you put too much on people too fast, and you ain't even able to keep up with what you put on them. Y'all hear what I'm saying? All right, all right, so check this out. Th this is important. This is important because if you grew up old school church, you got no opportunity to grow. And I'm not criticizing the, the old school church. I'm a pro-man of God, man. I'm a pro-church man. I believe in God's church. I believe in it. I believe in it. Not just because I am one. I believed it before I was. But, but check this out. But, but here's what would happen. You wouldn't get an opportunity and somebody would say something to you. You need to pull your skirt down. You just got saved a week before. Stop. Y'all hear me, Harvest. Don't you call. You don't. You ain't authorized to check. No. You better listen to me. You let the Lord change people. You stop going up at people. You know, I saw who you got out the car with. Are y'all? Uh-uh. We will not be that type of church. Some of y'all are quiet and you're about to make me act thuggish. I don't need you not to do this. Do not consider yourself to be the moral police trying to police other people's lives when you got your own mess you need to be cleaning up. You got your own stinking fish you need to be washing up. You got your own stuff. Stop trying to police everybody else's life and baby, get yours together. I need you to elbow somebody. You're about to be able to touch them in a month or so. But just elbow them and say, get your stuff together first. I They judge you for every little thing. You need some stockings on with that baby. 
If you grew up old school holiness, they tell you, take that makeup off. And I'm like, let's put it on. Everybody don't need to not have it. Everybody don't need to be natural. Give God your best. Come on here. Like it's Sunday, you got to have a suit on. Put some clothes on. This is why, watch me, this is why the Lord told me, he says, son, he says, yes, you're a bishop, and yes, you can wear your robes, and yes, you can do all of that, and you can wear your suits, and you can be suited and booted. He said, but son, if you're going to reach people that don't know me, they got to be able to look at you because people see you before they hear you. And it is not a reduction of yourself. The Bible says he that wins souls is wise. Hear, hear me, Harvest. Do not be trying to check people. Trying to police people's lives about their personal stuff. Now, I ain't talking about they coming in and acting crazy and taking money out the basket. No, you check that. Now, you check that all day. Tell on them. They trying to make change because they don't know you ain't supposed to put your hand in the basket. Real talk. Okay, I got to move on because I'm out of time. But real talk. I was in church one time. And the basket went down. This lady put something in. And then she's like, hold up. Hold up. No, I need change. I said, if you don't put that $20 bill in that basket, I signaled to us as I said, got a robber right here. If it come up short, it's right here. Got a catfish. Y'all feel me? All right, all right, everybody watch me, 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 everybody watch me. All right, so, so look, look at this, Acts chapter 1, verse 8, and we're done. But you will receive power, shout power. And in the old school church, this is when they would go up, they stop right here. And you shall receive power. And that was where they stopped. Because they thought power meant just running. And running is good. They thought power just meant shouting. Somebody made fun of my shout the other day. They said, Bishop, when you shout, you pick your feet up and put them down. I said, but I bet you he heaven hears it. <laughs> I said, that's what happens when you wear rubber bottoms. You can't move your feet. You can't do like this here. You got to pick them up and put them down. You're going to tear your ankles up trying to do it. All right, watch, watch. But you shall receive power and ability when the Holy Spirit comes upon you or fills you. And you will be witnesses. Somebody say, I'm a witness. To tell people about me, both in Jerusalem, that means your city, in Judea and Samaria, even to the ends of the earth. So he says, your city, your country, watch me, your world. He, 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 said, he said, watch me. He says, you're supposed to be my witness. You're supposed to go fishing for me. In other words, God says, you started out catfishing. I'm going to transform you from the inside out. So now you go fishing. And you have, watch me, there are people that will hear your testimony, hear your story, hear your life, and say, I want that same. Let me get a drink of that too. I need you to be so filled with his spirit. And when people say, they're like, what are you on? Let your life have so much joy that people be like, what are you taking to feel that good? Baby, I need to tell you, this is not something I'm taking. This is somebody I'm filled with, and it's God. Open your mouth. Say, I've got the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. 
open up your mouth and say, I got the Holy Ghost. That's why I shout like I do. That's why I got joy like I do. That's why when y'all are sad, I'm glad. That's when you're negative, I'm positive. That's when you want to talk trash, I talk good. Why? I am filled. So here it is. Say power. When the Bible says, but you shall receive power. I'm almost done. But you shall receive power. Shout it again. Uh-uh, I need y'all to say that thing so loud that it rocks Fort Collins. Go. That was good, but it didn't quite make it up there. I need you to shout that thing so loud. Watch me, that it goes into your future to let anything known that tries to cause you pain, I'm empowered. One, two, three. Come on here, y'all. Watch. What does it mean you shall receive power? It's not just clapping. It's not just shouting. It's not just running. It's not just speaking in tongues. There's so much more. Look at the screen. Definitions of the word power. Here's what it means. It is the word dunamis. And dunamis means a miracle within itself. Shut up. God says, I'm going to give you power, which means, watch me, it's going to be a miracle within itself what you're able to do. You're going to get it done in three days when other people need it three weeks. Other people getting laid off, they promoting you. Other people are shutting down, you're opening up. They told other people no, but they gave you, watch me, who had lesser qualifications than the other one. They told do yes. I need you to make this declaration and say, there's miracles with my name on it. Look at the next definition. It means ability. God says, I'm going to give you the ability. You shall receive ability, which means the reason you can figure out stuff other people can't figure out is amazing because I will go in the situations and circumstances. People say, well, Bishop, it's like when you're here, all of a sudden things work. And, and I'm like, well, listen, 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 listen. It's not that I had any skill about this subject. It's just that when I showed up, I showed up field. And since I showed up feel, I have an ability that makes it clear that I will get the job done. You are a problem solver, not a problem creator. You've got ability. And then other people say, where did you learn that? You know, to be honest with you, it just came out. Let me tell you where it came from. God. Look at this third definition, abundance. God says, but you shall receive abundance. I rebuke a lack in your life. I, ooh, I rebuke a lack in your life. I rebuke you not having what you need. I pray that whatever you need, you would have that and some more. I, oh, God. And not just money. This is bigger than money. I pray you have an abundance of peace. I pray you have an abundance of joy. For those of you who haven't been able to sleep well, I pray that your rest would be abundantly peaceful. Open your mouth say, I have abundance. I, then it means meaning. God says, when you're filled with the spirit, your life begins to have meaning. Then look at the next definition. Then you will have might. Might is the amount of strength in your fight. You ever seen somebody fight? Watch me. I like a good fight. Now, what's a good fight? One you win. The Bible says fight the good fight of faith. That tells me that's the fight I'm supposed to Ain't no good fight if I lost. Matter of fact, we're going to keep fighting until I win. Some of y'all better hear me. When you get might, that's exactly your mentality. It ain't over until I won. Which means I'm going to keep fighting and I'm going to keep going back and forth until what I want is what I get. I will not be denied. I will not be shut down. Watch me. Say there's might in my fight. Then it means you're a worker of a miracle, which means people will come to you to get stuff done they can't get done by themselves. Then it means strength, mighty work. Look at this next definition, violence. Oh, my. Violence means to be focused and unwavering. God says, I will give you power that will make you focused. You will be so focused. People will be like, how are you that disciplined? 
And you just have to tell them, baby, I only get, it's the Holy Ghost. I, it's not me. It's the God in me. Come on, say, it's the God in me. Look at this next definition. Last few, and then we're done. What's me? Pecuniary ability. Let's spend some time right here. Pecuniary ability is the influence, listen, the influence that comes with wealth and riches. Which means when God says, I'll give you power, what he's saying is, I'm going to make you look like money. Now pay attention, please. This is bigger than cash, cars, and clothes. Because watch me. It doesn't impress me that you, what you paid for it. It impressed me how much you got off of it. In other words, when you walk in the room, all of a sudden they're going to start cutting deals they wouldn't normally cut. Who am I? When people see you, they're going to treat you like you're of a different socioeconomic status. And people, watch me, they'll start calling you sir, and they don't even call people sir. They'll start calling you ma'am, they don't even call people ma'am. They'll start doing for you what they don't do for other people. Because when he gives you power, he says, I'm going to give you the influence that comes with wealth and riches. So people will look at you, watch me, you, you trying to figure out what you're going to do next, and they're going to treat you like your billionaire status. And it's, been, listen, hear me, it's not about money. See, it's not about money. Because it, it didn't say, and you shall receive money. He says, no, you have pecuniary ability, which means when you walk in, they'll say, oh, no, you come over here. You don't go over here with the squares. You come over here. You don't go over here with the regular folk. And, and you say, why are y'all treating me like this? It's because the Holy Ghost demands to be respected. The Holy Ghost demands that people change. That's why some people, they'll act crazy and they'll apologize when they're around you. Why? Because your Holy Ghost demands respect. These last two, it means moral power and excellence of soul. Say moral power, excellence of soul. So here's what the Holy Ghost does. He'll give you power. That means he'll give you the ability to say no when yes is easy. But no is right. He'll give you the ability to say yes when no is easy. But yes is right. He gives you moral power. In other words, watch me. You, you, it is not that you're keeping up with some list of do's and don'ts. It is that the Holy Ghost will say, mm-mm, we ain't doing that. You'll get ready to send a text to somebody and the Holy mm-mm, 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 Don't send that text. Don't call them back. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me today. Come on. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me today. Listen, you, you, you'll be thinking, oh, no, oh. All those coping mechanisms you were talking about earlier. You'd be like, I'm about to just go do this and ask for forgiveness later. Where the real people at it that after this? But the Holy Ghost will snatch you back and say, oh, no, you've come too far to slip up now. You've come too far to backslide now. You've come too far to act like you didn't lost your natural mind now. Baby, we've been cleaning you from the inside out, and you've got moral power. You can say no when no is right. You can say yes when yes is right, and you didn't need somebody looking over your shoulder to do it. Open your mouth say, I got the Holy Ghost. I Look, look, look at the last one. Excellence of soul. Mind, thoughts, will, and emotions. So here's what this means. He says you will have the ability, watch me, to be excellent. Check this out. The Holy Ghost isn't sloppy. This is how I know everybody needs a refill. Cause some, watch me, because when you start getting a little sloppy, Holy Ghost ain't got nothing to do with that. See how quiet it got? Middle section. Y'all was shouting a minute ago. Y'all have dropped. Come on. So, somebody say, I'm a person of excellence. Uh-uh, say it like you mean to say, I'm a person of excellence. I need you to just say it so that you believe it. Say, I'm a person of excellence. Say, that's my fingerprint. Everything I touch 
it's excellent. Everything I do, it's excellent. Every move I make, it's excellent. Say, because I'm a person of excellence. Jesus Christ. Say it again, I'm a person of excellence. Y'all ready? You shall receive power. That's what it means to receive power. But look, look, look at the why. And you will be, look at Acts 1.8. And you will be my what? Witnesses. Come on, say it with me. Witnesses. So, so look at this. Here's what witness means in the scripture. Everybody stand. Here's what witness means in the scripture. Here's what witness means in the scripture. Somebody next to you ain't standing. They need another refill. So go on and, go on and elbow them so they get through. Right. <laughs> you ready? Look, it means to be a martyr. Say a martyr. A martyr means that you will give up your life for what you believe in. A martyr means that you will give up your life for what you believe in. Here's the problem. We have too many alive Christians. Well, you have not given up your life for what you believe. You've added him into your life, but you didn't give him your life. You added him as a Sunday morning accessory, but you didn't give him your life. Y'all ain't going to say that. You added him as a Wednesday night accessory, but you didn't give him your life. And I just think there's some of us in this building that are going to make this declaration in this building and online. Say, for the rest of my life, God, you have all of my life. Everything I am, everything I will do, you have. So look, so look, so look, so look, so look. It's an eye or ear witness telling what you've seen or heard. God says, I give you this power so that you can tell somebody what you've seen me do. And even if you didn't see me do it for you yet, you heard that I did it for somebody else. Why do we share testimonies every week during church? Why do we share testimonies on our app? Why? Because you need to hear what he's done for somebody else. Because once you hear what he's done for them, it will encourage and inspire you that I must be next. I need you to act like your role is the next role for the miracles. I need you to act like if you're on Facebook, Facebook's next for the miracles. YouTube's next for the, wherever I am, baby, we are next. I didn't have to see him do it for me yet. I heard what he did for another, and I know the same God that did it for them. Somebody say he'll do it for me. So watch this, guys. Here's the challenge. Here's the challenge. You're not the subject. What he's done for you is. Because here's what happened. When we meet people, you want to give your resume. You show up and throw up. And God says, yeah, but see, you're not a martyr, though. You're not my witness because you, you making them think you did that. They need to know that the only way you were able to do that is that I empowered you to do that. I gave you the power to build that business. I gave you the power to raise those kids. I get, that's why other mamas didn't do it like you did it. I gave you the power to walk in that relationship. I gave you the power to take a lick and keep on ticking. Look at this next part. You're not the place to invite them. Churches. Churches. Here's, here's the problem that many Christians have. Is you invite people into your life. When God says, I need you to invite them into my house. Somebody say, I'm a witness. I'm going fishing for God. 
You've been through some stuff, but you're going fishing. There's people that are waiting on you to open your mouth and be a witness. Why do you think he won't release you from the job? You ain't gone fishing on it yet. You don't qualify for a promotion to your next until you are fished in your present. Y'all ain't gonna say nothing, but what I'm saying is right. Some of you say, I can't wait to get up out this city. I can't wait to move. I can't wait to do this. Why do you think that he's not let that happen? Could it be that you ain't fished yet enough where you at? And you trying to get into a new pond with new fish and God say, but I'm going to need you to go fishing right where you at. And when I see I can trust you with where you're at, when I can trust you to be my martyr, when I can see you to be my I am their witness right where you're at, could it be that every delay is your benefit? Because I need you to learn how to catch fish on this level because the type of fish you're going to catch at your next level is going to be a whole nother breed of fish. Here's what we got to do because we're out of time. Here's what we got to do because we're out of time. Here's what we got to do because we're out of time. I already led you in the prayer. That's all right. I already led you in the prayer to give your lives to the Lord. I already led you in the prayer for a refill. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take one minute, 60 seconds, and I need your hands lifted in this building and your hands lifted online, and I want you to worship God that you're going to leave this place refilled with his spirit. Did you make a decision to become a Christian for the first time or recommit your life to Jesus? We want to help you make Christianity a lifestyle and not just a hobby. So just text the word decision to the number 877-552-4746 and we'll send simple next steps so you know what to do next. We're praying for you and congratulations. Remember, your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. So bless what blesses you in our app or online at www.harvestchurch.church forward slash give. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. To those who visit Mickey D's for their favorite breakfast item and then go somewhere else for coffee, give this Mickey D's brew a second chance. The glow up was real. Try any size iced coffee brewed with 100% Arabica beans for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. And pair it with a savory sausage McMuffin with egg for $2.79. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.